Here we are once again. It's the Midnight Blue and Gold Launchpad Podcast. I am Rocket Ryan Brandt. I am PJ Spiller, a.k.a. Pat Jillick. And I am Zach from the Mac. Pow, Haida. And today, of course, uh, the day of this recording was National Signing Day. Of course, you had the the early signing period back in December, but today is the day that everybody looks forward to. And we have one of the newest Rockets to join the team. He's a junior college transfer from Mississippi. Welcome to the show, Micah Cherry. Micah, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So you're from born and raised in Mississippi, right? Yes, sir. And so what made you decide? I mean, you, do you see how cold it is up here? I mean, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it's cold. <laughs> he's been here for a month or so, so he's, he's what made you, realized yeah, the cold. Yeah, what made you decide to uh, leave the warm confines of Mississippi to come up to Toledo? Shoot. Uh, it was kind of easy. Like, after, after uh, visiting and watching the Kent State game, and then just like, you know, watching how the Toledo Rockets just progressively just continue to get better week in and week out. And I mean, y'all have got a, a, a long, a longer season. And so just watching like, you know, how the team can stay disciplined and resilient and just stay within the stay within the group and just shoot. I'll really say that Kent State game really did it for me just because. Like y'all was getting y'all's butt whooped. I'm not gonna hold the 21. <laughs> y'all was getting 21 skunked, as we would say. And then y'all ended up making a comeback and blowing them out by 21. So that just really showed. That really told me a lot right there. Um, just like the friendly atmosphere of the coaches. Uh, everyone's been, you know, so nice. I'd say all the way from July 5th. From July 5th, I've been getting recruited and. Um, like that just really showed how much like the team uh saw in me, how much the potential they saw in me, and then shoot, like, you know, to be recruited by champions already lets me know that like there's something that I can put towards the team. There's something that they see that I can add, be an additional part to the team to maybe have a to hopefully because the intention is to have a repeat. The intention is to have a repeat. So like I seen it as um like I can give them my talents and we can all we can all, you know, gain from this. Did you watch a lot of Maction? Did you see the Rockets on uh, TV a lot when you were down in Mississippi? Uh, yes, sir. Now, I must say uh, I did have to, like, catch them. I did have to catch them with, like, the with the JUCO, with the JUCO schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely busy and compact Monday through Thursday. But the thing about it is that there is, um, like Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And so like, just with me, uh, through my whole recruiting stage, it was just like flipping channels constantly. And then I'm seeing like, how, like, shoot, every Toledo game is an interesting game. I'll say that <laughs> every game. Um, yeah. This year for sure. <laughs> Yeah, a little too close for comfort, some of those games. But, uh, yeah, you can't beat a MAC championship and a bowl championship. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have you up here wearing the midnight blue and gold. Yes, sir. So talk a little bit about your, your recruiting process coming out of high school. You uh, played, obviously, high school in Mississippi, and then you ended up going the JUCO route playing in Mississippi. You also got – or you committed to Southern Miss, but then decommitted from them. Tell, tell us a little bit about your process – of all, how everything happened, you know, from your, say, sophomore, junior year in high school through through where you're at now? Go, growing up through high school, I was, 
really a receiver most of, you know, most of my lifetime coming up. Um, if I go back to my house right now, like my room is filled with like accolades from baseball, basketball, football. So just like, like growing up as growing up in high school, I didn't even know which sport it was going to be because shoot one, like in one season, I'm jacking, jacking balls over the fence. The next I'm finally starting learning how to dunk, you know, and, and then I'm over here catching on people. So like, I never even knew which sport it was going to be. And then once I get up to about my junior year and my, um, my junior year, I start getting, um, you know, some eyes on me, but the thing about it, like I was accolade, I was an academic qualifier out of high school. My grades were never the issue. Um, it was just, I never really had any eyes on me as opposed to like now, which I think that pedal's doing a really good job now getting more recruitment, you know, through high school, because we have some athletes in the South, like especially from the school I came from me and my cousins, because I had several cousins on the team. Like we were all blessed with the ability that, you know, your average person didn't have. But um, it was just like, like I said, we just didn't get much recruitment when it came to sports. We were the number one academic school in Mississippi and I believe still are. So I'm not saying like I'm not saying that like I came from like a nerdy place. It's just we were more known for our academics than our athletes. Well, and so that'll fit in well at Toledo since they have the highest academic rating of any team in the MAC. <laughs> I, I just know how to pick them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what was the process like going in and playing at a JUCO and then eventually, you know, looking for your options after that? Like once I, you know, once I got my feet wet in JUCO, um, you know, uh, like you said about the USM, I received my first offer. And like y'all have to understand, you know, coming from a kid with like at one point, nobody knew me. You know, I didn't even know my future. I didn't know if my future was guaranteed if I did ever even be able to step on to, you know, another football field. And so I do, you know, I, I am so appreciative of Southern Miss just for being able to like, to give me the opportunity to possibly have other opportunities because who knows they were the first team that offered me. So I must, you know, I must say without them, I don't know if I would even be in this situation, you know, in the predicament that I am now. So I am truly blessed in order, you know, for, you know, receiving that and so that's kind of what that's where my head was at whenever I had made my decision and, and had my commitment my very first commitment which I also you know I that's special to me you know because like I said they opened up doors for me that I don't know if I would have if they didn't you know take that chance on me and so like you know them being hometown uh that had a lot to play with it too my family you know the whole little uh situation with you know traveling distance and wise but um, like as I kind of as I kind of, you know, started racking up more and more and more, it really just it, it allowed it allowed me to have more opportunities through through the one opportunity. I was given more opportunities to be able to make a decision. And so, like, I really took that. I took that. um I took full advantage of that. Yeah, that's definitely, it's good to hear that, you know, you look at the first people that offered you and you still think about them and thank them for that. And, you know, then going to uh, Ujuco and playing your two years there. And now you had a you had a, a few offers from a couple different schools, you know, Jacksonville State, Kansas, um, and a couple other smaller schools. 
And I guess from us Toledo boys, you know, we look and you see you got Kansas and Jacksonville State on there. What what really stood out? Like, why would you pick a cold climate, hard hitting football team over maybe somewhere a little warmer with a little more flash to them? <laughs> um, opportunity. It's it's so much opportunity. Like like I said, my major is herpetology. Um, so I was thinking like when I when I made my decision. It was not only for a football decision, but an academic as well, just because I want to, like, if I'm going to be giving my all, which I am, like, tomorrow I'll be waking up at 5.15 to bust my ass. So, like, if I'm giving my all to a school, I would also want to receive, you know, as much as I can. And so, like, I'm I'm winning in the academics as well as on the field. And so, like, it was really just, like I said, after watching the Kent State game, I was like, yeah, like, these boys, like, these boys are a little bit different. And, I mean, you can really, like, the game of football is changing now, especially with how social media is, how if you can get a camera on anyone. You know, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I'm a baller. I feel as if, you know, I got what it takes just like anybody else does. So, shoot, when I step, you know, so I just feel as if, it's not it's not where you come from it's 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 what you make when you're there you know what your with your time that you have where you're at what you do at that time that's what it really comes down to michael with the tradition of toledo turning out nfl prospects i mean you look at last not yeah this past year you had Sam Womack being drafted by the 49ers. You had Tyson Anderson picked mm-hmm. by the Cincinnati Bengals. Did that play into your decision at all, knowing that, hey, if I come here, I might have a chance to play in the league? Man, what? Like, when I tell you, like, like, like having, hearing stories of, you know, former players that were walk-ons that didn't even have, like, like that's all, like, honestly, that just goes to show, like, that goes to show, like I'm saying, whatever you put in this you will get out of it and and like like that's really that's all i needed to hear just because of the fact that like 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 what i'm going through right now i thought was hard you know like like everyone has their own stories everyone's got their own shoes to walk in but just to hear that like you know there are some people that was less fortunate that than me that still made every they like i said they just made everything out of what they had what they were working with and shoot now he's a now he's a a goal now he's literally an example so like like that's that that was that was also very big for me just walking through the facility seeing all the all the talent that they've had come through there yeah, there's a definitely a big talent pool. I mean, we could probably list a hundred players um, from our th- these guys' generation to my generation. I'm a, a little older. I'm only well, actually I'm not sure that old. Right. I'm only 22. <laughs> a lot younger, a lot yeah, younger than these guys. I'm only 22, but a lot of my <clears throat> buddies. Um, you'll probably get to know a little bit of a couple of my friends um, that play for uh, UT, and two of them are walk-ons. Uh, and uh, Adam Beal was a preferred walk-on, and now he's a starting punt returner for UT. And seeing that, you know, just striving to be better every day. And if you have that ambition, man, the sky's the limits here at Toledo, realistically. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about um, when when it came down for your decision on where you wanted to sign for D1. What was it that sold you on Toledo? I know it wasn't the weather. Um <laughs> So was it the coaching staff, just the overall feeling you got when you were here? 
Was it something to do with campus? I, I know you, you've Chance stressed to play the, right away. Maybe you stress the academics. Um, yeah. Are you going to be able to come in and, and, and think you're going to take over a starting spot right away? You know, what were all the factors that went into it? I feel like that's definitely like it, like for anyone that wants to be anyone, that's definitely the mindset that you have to have, especially like coming out of like coming out of JUCO. I'm definitely not like that's I have no intentions of sitting on the bench. I know I need to play my role, especially for the team. And I know that um, with anything special, it takes time. So I'm also not in no rush. I'm not rushing anything. I'm letting everything happen and, and take its course as it is. But yes, like most definitely, I do feel as if, you know, coming in to fill, the, fill a need, you know, to be an additional part to the team. But I mean... Honestly, shoot, like I'm a competitor. I'm a dog. Like, you know, I made it out of JUCO. And so like, like I'm going to most definitely say that if there's going to be any positions made that is going to be, there's going to be fighting. There's going to be awesome, you know, uh, scratching, fighting. Like it's going to be all the whole shebang in order for that position to be made. Because I mean, like I, I didn't travel, um, 800 something miles just to, just to, you know, oh, no, 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 he's already been here. You know, he, no, nah, I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't travel all this way. I didn't make all these sacrifices for that. Like, you know, I, I came here to compete. Yeah, you want to, you want to get your, you want to get your name out there and, and get the coaches to notice you and what you can do on the field, obviously. So was it, uh, what, what, you've been here like a month and a half, two months now, or how long have you been here? It's going to be a month, I'd say three weeks, three weeks. Okay, so the so that being said, what is your overall vibe with the whole campus, the whole team? Are you starting to click with people? Are you starting to starting to feel like part of the team? Starting to starting to jive with everybody? Um, I definitely say like I'm still in the I'm still in the gain and respect area, okay. just because of the fact that this is like this is my first time being in D one. I'm still trying to which every, each week I've been getting stronger and stronger and I've been, been progressing. Um, just like still getting acclimated to, you know, um, the pace of things, um, the team's uh, morale, kind of, I, I, you would say. Um, just like the foundation that Coach Kendall has built with these guys, he's really built champions. And I've never been a champion. Like, I've never been on a champion team before. And so that's kind of what I'm embracing right now. And so, like, it's definitely, it's definitely in a, a superb and surreal experience being able to, you know, take advice from the older guys, you know, with them being former champions. It's just like everything, every they put it down on picking it up. They put it down on picking it up. I need that on my plate. Whatever it is, whatever uh, tips they have for me, you know, uh, and like. Yeah, I done met some I done met some cool guys so far, but I'm really just here. Um, like this is business for mm-hmm. me. Like this is really business. And I'm and I am finding, you know, family and friends out the bunch and out the group. But like I really have, you know, like a limited amount of years left. And I really do have big goals for myself that I feel like hidden. And so like you'll probably catch me in the library before you'll catch me at uh <laughs> there you go. Of course, That's probably a good choice. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. 
So Corey Parker, defensive back coach, uh, friend of the show one time. He was on. He was a, a guest on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I could think of when we talked to him is, is excitement. What a he's guy. Enthousiastic. He's so enthusiastic. Which is, that has to have played a little part into your wanting to come here just to be around a guy like that. Um, I'll say, I'll say, like, my former coach, Coach uh, Teron Smith, like, any coach that can give off a resemblance of of him, they've got me. Like any coach that can that can make me feel, um, you know, like like that can give off similar traits as if like he does. Like you know, I do. I I just like I do have trust in them. Like I I just I don't know why I don't know what it is about it, but shoot, it's like I do have a lot of trust in Coach Parker. And, you know, I do gravitate towards him just because of how much resemblance he has with Coach Sims. Corey Parker, one year out of high school coming into the program, we had him on earlier before the season. And I tell you what, I think all three of us, all four of us, were ready to run through a wall for this guy. He had us so inspired and so pumped up (laughs) just talking to him on the podcast. We're all like, all right, I'm going to blast down this wall for you, dude. Yeah, I'm over here like, I can still walk on. I can can do (laughs) this. Some eligibility. (laughs) Of course, I'm 55. I don't think I – my eligibility is long expired. I think we still have eligibility. It's just a matter of using that. Yeah, I don't think we want to get our asses (laughs) kicked. Yeah, Yeah, we we could be managers. Yeah. I heard there was a a 40-something-year-old kicker. So at this oh point, damn! Well, there you go. You're the punter for uh, for the Rockets. He's 26 year old <laughs> freshman last year, so uh, you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, in the month you've been here, the three weeks, Micah. Uh, some of the restaurants, some of the things you like to do around Toledo. Have you have you found any places that you like that are native to this area and something you don't have down south? Uh, shoot, not yet. I will say most definitely, I am in the student union 24 seven. But like, yep. Like just with the like with the blessings that the that I have received, I'm constantly eating twenty four seven. I'm not a picky eater, and I'm just now figuring out that I have a diet the size of like maybe five men. So like, <laughs> so like I haven't really just like sat down yet and just been like, hmm, like I wonder where this is you know from or or nothing like that. But shoot, I mean every. Everything I've been tearing everything up. I can most definitely say that. Nice, nice. Well, the food up north is not poison. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's, it's good. It's if you good. like pizza, man, it's it's a short walk over to Southern Brothers. It's right on campus there, man. They uh, what's a what's a slice of pizza there? Like yeah, you get bucks? for lunch, you get two two big slices and a pop for uh, for for eight bucks. So it's so, not a bad deal. And then you got Jake Saloon that has uh, home slice pizza. So and, and Stubborn Brothers slices are the size of your head. So there's definitely some good spots you right said, there. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? Let me grab my uh, pencil real quick. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Because uh, every college kid loves pizza. You said. Yeah, it's called Stubborn Brother. You said it's called. Stubborn Brother. Stubborn Brother. Yeah. It's, it's right up. It's right up <laughs> right there on Bancroft on campus. Uh, next to Kinko's. Yeah. Next, Kinko's. next to FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. FedEx Kinko's. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm calling it, it what it, it was 30 years it's ago. It's right up by the what is what is that dorm called now? The the, the quad it used to be. No, it used to be the quad, yeah. but now it's like the the newest dorm. No, it's the uh, it's like the scholarship housing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Long story short, it's a it's a short walk from just about anywhere on campus. 
Um, and it's definitely a place I'd recommend checking out if you're still getting equated to the uh, surroundings. It's, yeah, I'm kind of biased. I used to be the sous chef there, so it's it's great pie. Trust me. <laughs> And they got they got any game on you ever want. They got about fifteen TVs. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, man, it's it definitely you know you kind of came to Toledo at the like the worst part of the weather of the year. You know you're kind of sitting through the shitty weather where it's gonna be snowy and cold and wet and rainy. But once the springtime hits, man, you know you're gonna have some good weather. Uh, really green area, a lot of stuff to do um, outside. Just, I think you'll really enjoy it a lot more than. I mean, I'm sure you're already enjoying what you got, but it, it, it's going to get a lot better, man. And then once football comes around, we got a huge presence when it's football time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We have a Michael. We have a bus. Um, it's a Toledo Rocket school bus. Uh-huh. Holds <laughs> uh, holds 25 people. Uh, we tailgate in it, and uh, and it's it's customized with seating inside. We got a TV. We got we got all kinds of food. We always have at the tailgates. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, stop over uh, post game. <laughs> we'll uh, be happy to have you. Almost definitely, most definitely. It it's the only Toledo school bus you'll see. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna let you go because I know you're uh, you're a busy man trying to get acclimated to uh, the four one nine and. You know, you got classes and everything like that, but uh, we can't thank you enough, Micah, for joining us. Man, I'm just, I'm just grateful that y'all, that y'all have me. Hey, absolutely, it's been great having you on, and look forward to hearing from us in the future as the season gets closer. We'd love to have you on, see how spring training went, see how you know the off season and uh, and the and the hunt for uh, for August uh, goes. So we'll be looking to have you on in the near future. Yeah. Yes, sir. We'll sign off by saying T-O-L. E-D-O. There you go, there baby. You go. Thanks, uh, Micah. Well, welcome to Toledo, Micah. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you. Now we're going to take a break to... Hear from Highland Appliance. Yeah, I was going to say thank our sponsor, who's no longer with us, but <laughs> Highland Appliance, everything you've never expected from an appliance store, although the tagline may be changed in this commercial because it's on radio. Exactly. Today, thousands of people will shop at Highland Appliance. But who and why? Let's find out. Sir, your name and what do you do? Simon Dimsdale. I'm an exaggerator. An exaggerator? Yeah, I exaggerate more than anybody in the whole universe. Uh Uh-huh. Well, tell us, Mr. Dimsdale, what brings you to the Highland Sound Shop today? For starters, you got about the lowest prices in the history of the world. I see. Then Highland's guaranteed low prices are the main reason you're here, right? The main reason? No. The main reason is because you got about 50 tons of stereo stuff. Well, we do pride ourselves on having a huge selection of turntables, receivers, tape decks, and speakers, all by the best names in stereo. I'll bet if you stacked up all the Highland stereo equipment, it would reach the moon. Well, we're glad you're impressed with the selection at the Highland Sound Shop, sir. You bet. I'm so impressed, I'm going to come back every day for the rest of my life. Oh, Mr. Dimsdale, that's a ridiculous exaggeration. Then I'll come back every other day. Fine. And I'll bring a million friends with me. Highland, everything you never expected from an appliance store. So we mentioned at the top of the podcast that today was National Letter of Intent Signing Day. And as we mentioned, 16 players previously signed in December during the early signing period. Now the 13 today. Total uh, number is 29. You know, that's doing my Rockets math there. 16 and 13. On the fly. And on Wednesday, it is 29. And no fingers were used. That's right. Not a single one. I didn't have to take my pants or my shoes off either. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. No, thank but, God. But, uh, you know, happen. we got some uh, some big transfers, <clears throat> or I should say some transfers from Power 5 schools. Of course, the number one guy there, Travion Ford, 
an edge rusher. 6'4", 285 is what he's listed now. He comes from Missouri. Pat, talk about him a little bit. Uh, yeah, Travion is a guy that has come into the Rockets world highly rated. He was a four-star out of college. Out uh, of high school. Out of high school, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, originally signed and committed with, with Missouri and uh, spent the better part of last season with them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but then he decided to move on. He's a 6'2", 240 defensive lineman. He's an edge rusher. Comes highly rated out of high school. Uh, you know, he was a four, like I said, he was a four star. He was a number 139 player in the ESPN top 300, regardless of position. So he was in the top 200 players, yeah, 150, yeah, 150 players, players in the players entire nation, for, entire any, nation. For, for any position too, right? right. You, said, you said that Alabama offered him some other people. Alabama offered him, to, or uh, Ohio State offered him. He had offers from every major program in the country. Uh, Miami of Florida, Florida State was after him. Uh, but he ended up settling on Missouri. And, and being from St. Louis. You know, yeah, well, that makes sense. He probably wants to be closer to home. So uh, he comes in uh, uh, to Toledo with an impressive resume, and he has a really good following uh, as far as uh, – so there's some, there's some websites on, on the Internet that rate NIL ratings for players in college, and it's basically based on how many followers they have in, um, you know, in social media. So Travion's got over 10,000 followers between Twitter and Instagram. So his his rating is at $45,000. Uh, I don't know exactly what that means, if that's for his yearly rating or if it's an on-time on appearance, $45,000 in appearance, which would be crazy for a Toledo, <laughs> right. for a Toledo rocket. Uh, but the next closest uh, NIL rating that's at, that is that high is $12,000. Wow, so, so, that's a big jump. Yeah, it, it's a huge jump. And that's also by a guy that's coming in, uh, one of the uh, new recruits uh, coming in this year. And that would be uh, – sorry, I'm just trying to pull it up here. That would be Rod Orr out of mm-hmm. Florida State. Offensive tackle. 6'6", 300-pound offensive tackle that's come in. He was a four-star coming out of high school as well and still rated as a four-star. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got the next closest highest rating. So nobody on the team currently has that highest rate, that high of a rating in NIL, which, you know, in, in this market, you know, you're not, I'm, you're not going to get a lot of NIL deals. You're, not, you're not the first-string quarterback at Alabama. <clears throat> right. And that's okay. You know, and obviously it doesn't matter to these guys. No, they they want to come play for a school that's competitive and that's ready to work and win. Well, and like and like Micah said, hey, I'm coming to play for a champion. Yeah, and that's I mean, you look at Rod Orr and Travion Ford, and both of them are four star recruits coming from big D one schools, coming to uh, a Mid American Conference school as Toledo. But you know, but maybe the time that they're going to get on the field and the experience and the exposure is going to be a lot better for them, and. Maybe one of the coaches just kind of like grabbed him by the ear and said, hey, kid, this is going to be it. This yeah. is it. This is the place. I mean, you know, coming in, he was the number number 16 edge rusher in the nation. He was number three in the state of Missouri. So this kid had everybody in the country going after him. And this is a nice get for Toledo. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it seems like we signed a couple three-star kids from the local area. 
Um, we got a couple linemen coming in, which is nice to see. I know our offensive line has been struggling at the right. end of the season. Um, so it'll be nice to get a couple new linemen in, um, rotated. And then we got a couple local Perrysburg kids. Um, as of course, uh, Collar Wallenzek. Collar, yeah. Yeah, he was really. Connor Wallenzek. Yeah, he was originally going to play baseball at Purdue, and then he decided that he would only be a partial scholarship guy there. And, well, and he's a good-looking kid. He plays linebacker and running back, and I think Toledo's going to bring him in at running back. It looks like they're going to bring him in at running back, 5'11", 195. <laughs> he's a three-star rating out of high school. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what a local kid can do. Um, just knowing that I had to play against kids like him, my life been playing football there at Springfield, so I'm excited to see that. And we had a couple other guys from so-called Power 5 schools. Uh, Don Munnerland from Rutgers and his teammate, David Nagugu, I looked it up to say how to see how to. Oh, pronounce you it. got the actual pronunciation. Yeah. That's well done, yeah. right? Well, I looked at the uh, yeah. the Rutgers media guide. So. <coughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's Nagugu. Yeah, even though there's about 50 letters in his last name, so we should right. definitely get up to our press box and be like, "Hey, that's uh, how you say it." We'll let you know. <laughs> Don't mess it up. <laughs> so Munderland's a, a 6'5", 220-pound wide receiver, a sophomore. So you know, when we lost uh, Matt Landers to wherever he went, Arkansas. You know, that was one of those guys, those tall guys. Most of our wide receivers have been kind of short the last couple of years. It's nice to get some height back in there, see what he can do. There was there was a, a website, I, I don't remember if it was 24-7 or on three or if it was something else that had him rated as as a wide receiver mm-hmm. slash tight end. Slash tight end. And they had Toledo signing him as a tight end. I don't know whether that's the case or not. Well, I've since seen, since I've the seen day he was signed as a wide receiver. Okay, so we'll, okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe take some beef off him and make him a wide receiver. Yeah. Make him fast. So yeah, those are the those are the four guys that are coming from so called power five schools. And then there's uh, four guys from Northwest Ohio, including a couple guys from Fremont Ross. Got to give a shout out to my alma mater. Both walk-ons, uh, three-time All-State quarterback Caden Holmes. Uh, he was being recruited by service academies, but apparently didn't want to go into the service. Didn't want to have that commitment, so he's gonna. I, I'm assuming he got a preferred walk-on, as did Bryson Hammer, his receiving target there at Fremont Ross. So okay. All right, and also we got a couple of guys from Kyle's alma mater, the Bedford Kicking Mules. Trey Bruggeman, a linebacker, 6'1", 205, along with Tommy Huss. He's a defensive end, 6'3", 218. Kyle, know anything about him? I know Trey, I think, was also their fullback. He was also their fullback, yeah, he Trey was. A, he was mm-hmm. a fullback and gained quite a, quite a few yards. Yes, yeah. They, they I mean, run the veer, so they run the veer, yeah. Oh, yeah, when you run that veer and, and you have a big boy up front, you, yeah. can, you can make it work. So, yeah, between... Yeah. All the guys that were recruited, uh, you had 11 different states represented, 14 coming from Ohio, four coming from Northwest Ohio, and that's not even including the two Bedford guys. So Yeah, you know. so one of the other guys coming out of Northwest Ohio was Sam Smith. He's a, he's a nice tall receiver, 6'4", 205. Again, that that's height. Nice. Out of Wauseon. So they're, it, we're getting you know taller guys at the yep. receiver and the cornerback position yeah. and the safety position as well. Uh, and then, like we said, Connor Wallenzak out of Perrysburg. Then also his teammate, Grant Zimmerly, is a uh, awesome. 6'5", 275 uh, offensive lineman. And, you know, that, that'll that be a nice connection for, you know, a yeah. running back and an offensive lineman. You that'll know, be nice. And, and just to have a couple bigger bodies up front that are fresh, ready to get them going, because I know some of our bodies are starting to move their way out in the next year. So having yeah. these guys come in and work and get I mean, ready. Grant's not a superstar coming in. He's a two-star. He's ranked 112th in Ohio in his position. But 
Look at what Toledo has done with walk-ons, preferred walk-ons, mm-hmm. and low low-rated recruits. Yeah, you know we've turned turned out some great. So players. really, I you know I think my buddy Tyler Long wasn't the highest ranked guy in the world, and to be in his going into his senior year as looking at one of the better offensive guys on the line, um, I think he'll be playing center. So oh for sure he'll he'll he, be one of the leaders on that. So you know line. you see how that goes, and you know so what if you're not the highest guy in the totem pole coming in, work your ass off, and shoot, you might be one of the guys that's next level. Right, and taking a look at some of the other recruits that they brought in today or they signed today, I, I, I think this guy's going to go on our all name all name list, Jedediah Willoughby, Jedediah. just for the, just for the sheer amount of syllables in his name. Oh yeah, and uh, he is multiple, multiple syllabic. Is that a, yeah, multi multi syllabic? That's it. See, he is a six two one ninety athlete coming out of Langston Hughes uh, High School in Fairborn, Fairburn, Georgia. Uh, not a lot of information on what his what his position was in high school, but he was recruited by Toledo and Nebraska, offered by both, and t- signed with Toledo. Took Toledo over Nebraska. That's a yeah. that's a big win for us. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll find a good spot for him somewhere. Oh, somehow. absolutely. Okay, and we talked uh, before we came on tonight, Pat, about how the so-called experts, the recruiting experts, they give our class uh, at least on twenty four seven sports ninety eighth in the country out of one hundred and thirty two teams. Okay, so that's a little bit higher on twenty four seven than it was on on three. I think on three had them ranked one hundred and eighth in the country, and it was surprising. Buffalo is is a top fifty recruiting class coming in. They're ranked fifty first on twenty four seven, I believe. And they're also ranked either 50th or 51st on on three. So Buffalo is doing some some good recruiting out there. Uh, I think there was only two, possibly three programs in the MAC that were ranked higher than Toledo. But Toledo, I think overall uh, consensus with the different recruiting uh, classes came in sixth this year in the MAC. And you know what? I'm okay with that because yeah, over the last absolutely. five years we've been one or two. And we've had one MAC title to show for it, so maybe right we get some of these people coach them up and coach them uh, up, show and, the and, experts they were wrong. And you know, with all the assistant coaches we've had on the past year, and we hope to get Jason Candle on here sometime soon. It seems to be, you know, they're not looking for quick fixes. They're not looking for quick fixes out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. They want to coach their young guys up because that's what they believe. And their their whole coaching ideal is that if we can't recruit these kids and build them up we're not coaches right so i think that's you know they're looking for the t- the, the coachable type of kids that maybe the kids some of the kids that fall, fall through the cracks that aren't you know huge superstar recruits yeah. you know and and they know they're not going to get them here at toledo but you know they're looking at people that have potential and if they can rate that potential as high i mean you know what it's going to build a, a better long-term program exactly so, yeah, you know, uh, excited about the upcoming year. I know Coach Candle, according to sources, is really excited about what 2023 has to bring. And, of course, we'll be talking ad nauseum about that leading yep. up to the uh, have, season have, opener at have, Illinois, which is a very winnable game in my book. Exactly, exactly. And we have some coaching changes that are uh, that are going on. We'll talk about those in future episodes mm-hmm. and, and touch on those a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited for a little bit of the, the, what's new to come, um, I think. I think uh, defensively we got a, a, a good guy coming in, um, and I think you know offensively I think we just got to stick to the route and, and definitely make sure things go the way we need it to, right? 
Absolutely. You got to. Just work hard. That's what what that's what Toledo's about. Blue collar. Like uh, Dave Portnoy says, blue collar town. That's, that's right. right. And we got to be blue collar boys. Work that's hard. right. Get some blue collar pizza and get stubborn brother. <laughs> Last city, our city, baby. So as we are recording this again, it's the 1st of February, National Signing Day. We are currently watching the Rockets, the Toledo Women's Rockets, pound on Central Michigan. Beer's coming back on you a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got I've got a cough going on. I've got asthma. I've got indigestion. I'll give you asthma. Yeah, asthma. All right, you two old men. Anyway, it's, uh, the Toledo women are up 63-39 on Central Michigan. After three. After three. So it's uh, it's looking good for Trisha Cullip and the ladies there to keep their uh, – their, their winning streak going, and we will touch on that again very soon as well, and we hope to have Trisha Cullup on and some some players on in the very near future. Yeah, that'd be cool. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. On behalf of our engineer-producer extraordinaire, Kyle W. Smith, and special thanks to Micah Cherry, the newest Toledo Rocket, I'm Rocket Ryan Brandt. I am P.J. Spiller, living <laughs> up to my name, a.k.a. Pat Jillick. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Zach from the Mac Powhida. T-O-L! E-D-O! E-D-O. <laughs>